decent time. Oh boy. Uh, so starting right now. Okay, so let's find a song. We can't start without a song. This is strange. Um, um, give him a. He, he's got. There we go. It sounds African. Benny Friedman. He's like the furthest from African you get. It sounds like African music. That's funny, actually. He's from Crown Heights. What could you expect? Welcome to it. Huh? Is it reggae or something? I meant Jamaican, not African. Sorry. He's, uh, it's Benny Friedman. It's great. It's a classic Benny Friedman song. So um, welcome to another episode of From Our Mouth to God's Ears. This is Sean Face. Uh, who, who else do we have? Say hi. Hi, this is the Mazoina Serebi. I don't have a name. Am I supposed to have like a special name or something? You're the just love rabbi. The love rabbi. Love rabbi. Okay, fine. Brought some Mazoinas. You can't get a better name than that. Oh, that is a piece of Mazoinas if I've ever seen Oh, man. That's like the size of your head. Can you send me some? I got a big head. <laughs> so just to give you an idea for those of you who are just listening, we are actually live on Zoom right now because we are all self-isolated. Zoom is the new show. And I just like to add, I like the way the Israel is leaning to the left side, like it's he's at the Pesa, he's at the, 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 the Seder table. He's looking very chillaxed. Well, I want to tell you, I always get my Seder muscles ready. I'd spend about a month before Pesach getting no, my Seder leaning muscles ready. So this is a part of my regular workout. I, I just want you ever to get the right side to equalize like 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 my arms my muscular arms I like during Hagba because I do Hagba every week at home just in case I practice in advance so my right arm and during the early Parshas it's my left arm that's getting all the strength and then in the later Parshas as we get close to the end of the year my right arm is just completely muscular and um, <laughs> I just want to say I just want to say that seeing the rabbi like this is just like a wonderful thing because people who know him well, when you see him, he's usually speed walking, speed, speed talking, speed texting. Like his nickname is besides the love rabbi should be the speed rabbi. So to see him. I don't him think that's rounding, a good idea. <laughs> I don't think you should call me the speed Not an NDG. No, but the reason why is because it's been actually a very long day. I've had an extremely busy day. So, um, it's really nice. This is uh, late at night, and it's nice to have some time to relax and uh, do this podcast. We got to do late night podcasts. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Late night podcasts work for me. Oh, yeah. For me, too. I'm a night owl. So I think people are sick, sick and tired of hearing about the coronavirus. Don't even say it. Don't even say Let's it. Let's just talk about the Parsha. Exactly. All right. Let's do it. I have my I have my chumash open in front of me, so do you have the right parsha? That's the big no one. way. Look yeah, at I do. This man, with his chumash open in front of him. Wait, what kind of chumash? Show us the chumash. Stoner chumash. I mean, stone chumash. Oh, wow. I didn't open mine yet, but I'm going art scroll. Of course, yeah. This is like your art s scroll. As a chabadnik, this is very. Um, this is art scroll too. Sacrilegious. This is art scrolls too. I know. We're supposed to use like the Chabad versions, but this is not the Chabad version. But I don't think, I think that in general we should talk about Karbanos, Karbanot sacrifices. I think we're sacrificing a lot these days. I would say so. Well, I don't know. We're pretty we're chilling at home over here. I'm enjoying it somewhat. You're, you're enjoying just chilling at home. Yeah, with the kids, having a lot of fun. Well, I think that's... I was very worried because my voice got hoarse and I thought I might have had the coronavirus. And then I, and then I realized that it's just from screaming at my kids too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not used to it. <laughs> what, you're just not used to being in the same room with them? No, he's just not that's used to screaming too much. No, but I, I, I really think on a, on a more serious note that this whole business of being home and self-isolated is such an amazing opportunity for change. 
It's, I really do. It's very. Uh, I think yeah. that depends on um, who you're home with. You know what I'm saying? No, but really, I mean, you know, you you guys, come on, you can't even. I'm trying to do something serious here. I think that we in our lives, and I can tell you from my life especially, is we're so busy, we rarely have a moment to stop and to say, "What's going on? What what is this all for?" And right now. I hear people that, you know, there's so much anxiety and there's so much difficulty and everyone is saying this, that, or the other thing, or they're trying to find another vice and they're going and binge watching Netflix, heaven forbid. Yeah, we, we talked about that. Like they're, they're getting stressed out that they're running out of things to watch. Exactly. So you know? I think that this is an opportunity for us to look within, to find our purpose. Yeah. It's a hard yeah. reset. We can actually think of like, what is this all about? My, my, my thought for the day was, is what I was thinking about was, ask, what do I need? Don't ask, what do I need? But ask, what am I needed for? That's related to Carmonos. Yeah. That's a good segue. I think, that, I think that is like the message of this week. Ask yeah. not, what do I need? Ask Rather ask, what am I needed for? That's not what your country can do for you. No. Um, I also had a, a, a reoccurring thought, and that was what we're going oh, through now. I have is a guest. So Hi. What happens when you're home? Hello, guest. You want to be Hello. famous? We're on, we're on a podcast right now. You want to say something? That's the rabbi's daughter, Henna. Henna. How old are you? Looking She's not like, old enough yet to speak. I thought it was Liba for a second. She's getting so big. So this week's Torah portion, let's talk about it. Vayikra and um, uh, sacrifices. It's always something that, uh, that uh, you know, it's kind of hard to, hard to stomach, shall we say. Dan, what are your thoughts related to sacrifices? Um, there's a lot of them. Do you think that if, or when, I'm going to say now because of what's going on, when Mashiach comes, you think that sacrifices will come back? Like now with what's going on in the world? I hope they do. I hope they do. Animal sacrifices? I don't think so. I wouldn't want a, animal sacrifices to come back. I'm old. I'm old school. Part I'm, of our I, don't, I don't like. I don't think that um, we can understand what will happen when Mashiach comes. Um, meaning, it's probably more of a spiritual thing than even a physical thing. It's not for us. It's for God. Mm -hmm. But regarding animal sacrifices, it's a big part. Like like, like the whole book of Ayikra is about. It's about animal sacrifices, and that's something that, in general, it just like doesn't sit well with people nowadays. Like back in the day, everyone was sacrificing stuff. So the question, I guess, becomes: if Judaism is so anti-animal cruelty, how could we have animal sacrifices? Yeah, I think people, that's a great people, question. People say that they're they're against animal cruelty, but I think it's all like hogwash. Because when people realize how many products they use that are animal related, they're they'll just be dumbfounded. They they won't even know what to answer when you you know everything uh, and especially the the vegan right the vegan world uh, when you go to with mono cropping. I don't want to go too far off. No, I'm, I'm curious as to what you say. Like I had a neighbor who was an who was no because listen, let me just. Right. I, I dumped a thousand spiders in the person's house, and trust me, not a bad thing. A lot of animal cruelty going on there. But when you just think of like vegetarianism, monocropping for like soy in the fields and things like that, do you know how many little animals uh, that are killed, like mass, mass slaughters, like the little mice and other little creatures that are in the fields that have to be. Uh, harvested for the vegetarian lifestyle. It's like, who's to say that, uh, you know, a hundred thousand mice are not as important as one cow. And that's their, like, they talked to farmers and they said, you can't imagine the number of small mammals that we have to kill for the vegetarian crops to grow. Wow. wow. I never thought of that either. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So why is it okay to kill huge numbers of small little mammals, but killing one cow where you use every single part of it and it's not wasted is such a bad thing. 
So that people that are into animal cruelty, they don't know what the schmuck they're talking about. I'm sorry. They don't. When you really bring the facts to, to them about what really goes on in the real world of farming, they're, they're, they're speechless. Yeah. You know that a guy who, who's giving you like for, for Purim, he's giving you like a good, uh, what is it you give every year? Uh, a macho show. You know that he's going to fight against, uh, you know, for. Oh, I'm not anti-vegetarianism and all that. I like, I like, I just want people to know really what's the, what's you're saying what. You're not saving the animals by going vegetarian. Exactly. That's a very powerful statement. That's a Huge. very powerful statement. Huge. But, but, okay, fine. I, I get the whole vegetarianism thing, but what about the fact of just offering an animal to God, where let's say like there are certain sacrifices that are talked about in this week's Torah portion that uh, are not, are they fully, fully consumed called the Karban Shlamim? It's fully consumed. No way. It's a no complete waste. waste. I'm so, all yeah, go, go ahead, Dan. No, I'm all for it. I w if they brought back animal sacrifices, I'd be like the first one there with the goat to offer up. <laughs> I have my goat. And I'm a goat? Like, You're not bringing a bull? What is this? Uh, do I look like a rich guy? Do I look like I can afford a bull? You're probably bringing a chicken. <laughs> Chickens are not allowed, by the way. They're really no, they're not, not allowed. allowed. You know I'm why chicken are allowed? I'm feeling the goat. It feels like very portable. I think I can do it. Why is a chicken not allowed? Chickens are not allowed because they're, they're not monogamous. I'm not joking. Really? Only turtle doves. It has to be turtle doves because they're monogamous. They only mate with one other turtle dove for their entire lives. Um, chickens are like the epitome of non-monogamy. I've had chickens chasing me around town for weeks. They're like, <laughs> wow. Chickens are into like threesomes and things like that, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so uh, but the, with Carbonos, Anyway, the whole thing related to Carmanos, why we have Carmanos, uh, the Rambam talks about it, and he says it's like, um, he says that it's uh, mystical, like the real reason, kind of like all mitzvahs. He says it's a chok. All mitzvahs have, have a reason behind them that we don't know, right? Like, in other words, you do a mitzvah because God commanded it. But, 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 most, but most mitzvahs you can understand, logically. Most mitzvahs, yeah, but that's a gift. In other words, the fact that we're able to understand it or rationalize it is something that uh, it's a gift from God. Like he could have just given us weird mitzvahs that we didn't have to rationalize. Like we have a lot of weird mitzvahs. We got a lot of weird mitzvahs. I was saying, Tzvi, if you were God, what kind of mitzvah would you give? Um, stand every morning in a <laughs> in a pool of ice water, naked. While slaughtering, while just spraying blood—that's what they did. They did. They sprayed blood all over the place. That yeah, that's a little. Yeah, the the sprinkling of the. Okay, hold on a second. They were not naked. They were in their bathrobes. They were in their underwear. We discussed this. How Hashem yeah. told the Kohanim to wear. He specifically told them to wear pants. And someone, someone told me like, I heard your podcast. I heard your podcast. And uh, <laughs> your podcast. You said you're talking about doctors of the pants. But it wasn't really pants, it was long johns. Someone really uh, gave me this whole thing about how it was actually long johns that they were. I just want people to know that Svi was doing his old man voice, and I don't know how it was coming across. It wasn't long. coming across very well. But it's let me tell you something. Here. Okay, let me tell you something very clearly. If you're standing next to Svi and you close your eyes and he does his old man voice, it's the freakiest thing. You think like this 90-year-old man is standing next to you. It's like... It's, it's not normal how well he does it. So um, I won't do it again, though, if it doesn't come across clear on the air. Maybe come closer yeah, I to I want to say that your audio is not very good. You see, Dan's audio is good. My audio is good. But for some reason, your audio is not Probably so doing good. it on his phone. That's why. No, I'm not on my phone. I'm on my computer. Maybe come closer to Can the... Can you come uh, closer to the computer? Because how about now? I'm much better. better. Ah, but there's still an echo, 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 an echo. That's because I'm in a giant uh, room. I'm uh, the, the school's closed, so I'm just uh, I climbed in, snuck into their gym, and shooting hoops for weeks. Except now, my entire face covers the <laughs> covers the screen. So what's the problem with that? My nose looks Jewish. No, your chillin' face. Your chillin' face. People need to have a look at the face. Yeah, exactly. We Fair point, but now everyone's flaccid. We can't see the flicker or the freckle. 
Yeah. Um, so so the, the Rambam says that basically he says two different things. He says in one place that um, Karbanos is because uh, it's like a mystical reason. And then in Moranabuchim, he brings down another reason. He, he talks about... Um, Moranabuchim is the guide for the perplexed, in case you were wondering. Or in case I you were wondering perplexed. that. I was wondering that. Yeah. Were you just Googling that then? You no. You were Googling it. Okay. I like how Dan is wearing his Star of David hat. Oh, you see that? It's coming in clearly. It's my, it's my, yes. Israel, it's my Israel hat. Very cool. Yeah. You wear it on You're Tuesday? You're very Jewish right now, aren't you? Yep. It's my Jewish thing. Solidarity. You Jewifiedness going on. My solidarity with the Ami Israel. He's talking well, to I the rabbi. Because so. there's no way for you to go to Israel right now. You're feeling Israel inside of you. Exactly. I'm with my brothers uh, all over the world. I found a way to go into Israel. You have to fly to Egypt, and then there are some tunnels that they're digging. No, that no, that joke didn't go over well. You talked about because they closed the borders. Yeah, no, it was a, it was like a Gaza joke. Uh, not a good one, clearly. He's working on it. Yeah, he can't make a Gaza joke. That's not. In right. case you in case you're wondering, Svi is a, a really good stand-up comic, and uh, he's. Uh, Looking to start uh, what a side career? Well, no. On on Why Wednesday, recognizing him. On Wednesday, I'm doing the I'm first. Promoting him. I'm his promoter. Yeah, oh, promoting. Okay. Um, on Wednesday, I'm planning on doing the first uh, room comedy show online. I gather we have a minion. We have a, we're gonna do like the first minion. And um, Wednesday night on Facebook Live. From Can I join? Yeah. You know what? We want eleven. You'll be number eleven. So you have to prepare a set, Rabbi. Okay. And it's going to be different than any stand-up comedy show ever because there's no audience. We're not doing it like this, where uh, where you see the other people. Like I see you guys smiling when I'm. Why can't you do it where you see the other people? Because Zoom has a limit to even if you get like the pro account, like the super pro account, there's a thousand people maximum. But Facebook Live allows like I don't know hundreds of thousands. So do them both. I don't know how you how to do them both. I can do both. You can do on both? Yeah, I see. The problem where, hmm. I, okay, you'll have to, we'll have to, ha we'll have to talk after. Maybe it's not a bad idea to do it on both. I'm just saying. Okay. Okay. So, um, uh, yeah, to continue what I was saying, um, that um, the Rambam in Merenivuchim, in the Guide to the Perplexed, he explained Karbanot, the reason for sacrifices as um that it's it's it was like uh they were anyway and at that time everyone was worshiping uh was sacrificing for idols they were sacrificing animals so it's kind of like you know how like breast lovers take uh, non-jewish songs and they just put jewish words to them so that was kind of a similar idea we're just like we're gonna do sacrifices anyway animal sacrifices and we're gonna do it for god which, by the way, huh? was that a negative connotation about Breslov? No, I love the the Breslov song. I love when they do that. Those guys know how to party. What was that? The, they they know how to party. The Breslovers. Well, we're gonna find out if they know how to party in isolation. Mm hmm. Like if you go on a Breslov Zoom, is this what you see? Yeah, they're like into like a. Yeah, be nice, man. That's probably the, the every single screen, just heads popping up and down. I think I could become a Brez lover. Yeah, yeah. I like they're, they're into like uh, techno techno music. You know, it's almost like the hardcore dance parties. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but uh, but anyway, I was wondering if it's if it was in a response to the golden calf, the um the animal sacrifice, because the golden calf happens, right? We need we needed something uh, we needed some form of God some form of like we couldn't this invisible God was not enough for us this uh, this whole um, this whole like this new way way of, of of thinking was so different so maybe the animal sacrifices was um, according to the Rambam at least he's saying it's kind of a, it, it, a it's, substitute like a substitute. Yeah, like like to the old animal sacrifices from of the other religions. Right, you know right, 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 right. I see your point. It's like 
it's like the animal um what's the word um struggling for the word here the uh the pull to to uh worship animals was just retransferred to sacrificing to the real uh power of the of the universe like the real right. one and only god exactly and that's exactly what the rambam says by the by the way that's why we um like there's so much salt um uh, all animal all sacrifices required salt because like they the the the, the rambam says they used to not have like they used to purposely not allow salt salt was forbidden so to separate uh, the reason they they forbid salt was because like it takes away the juiciness you know it takes out the blood and for them right. the sacrifice was like a blood sacrifice the pagan oh wow yeah so for us it was like we're purposely gonna show where the, the difference is salt on everything i like i salt every food that i like if you're jewish like i i, I salted this rugula before eating it like, I, if you don't know, you know, like many Baal Chuba, they just salt everything. Just to dry it out. I, I saw a mayo cut salt. You don't want to know. I don't want to talk about it. It's horrific. <laughs> was Too it much salt. It was, <laughs> was it half off? <laughs> it was torture, Spanish Inquisition. I, you know, terrible stuff. Hmm. I'm thinking, by the way, of on Wednesday, you tell me if this is okay. I'm thinking of uh, doing uh, one of my sets as that Chabad rabbi that I do, you know, that character. And I want to, like, be leading a Zoom meeting for a bris, like guiding someone in my community. How to do a bris on Zoom? Mm -hmm. What do you think? Can you try <laughs> it? Can you test it out on us? There won't be any salt. No! There are people watching this live on YouTube, or people will be hearing this before my Wednesday uh, night show. You're gonna need what, some props. What's the problem with that? Oh, I'll need some props. You need you, okay. First, you get a carnazzo. <laughs> All right, let's stop. Right, you get a carnazzo. You don't want to drop one off? I don't have any carnazzos, but we're I don't stopping. think people this, that this don't live in Montreal know what a carnazzo is. Okay, I've never heard of carnazzo before I came to Montreal. Carnazzos are delicious. It's a Jewish wiener. <laughs> Okay. All right. Let's move on with the Dvar Torah. Okay. I just want to tell you, when I put this on Apple Podcasts, I'm going to have to say explicit material. Edible. <laughs> okay. Um, now back to we have we have children who listen to our podcast. Dan, there are children. There are babies in their mother's wombs. So we have to be very careful with what we say. All right. Yeah. Plus, Chabad headquarters um, goes through every single podcast that we put out. Make sure we don't want to get, uh, you know, sent to, that's, that, that's how you get sent to Siberia, to Russia. I've been there. Uh, I, have you walked outside recently? That's You're in Montreal. That's I, I went today. Siberia. That's true. That's yeah, freezing. But what do you think I did in Yeshiva? Um, I, it's, it's cold. I went, to the, I went to play soccer with the kids. Um, you know, nobody was around. It was just us. And aside from the fact that the streets were empty, there was like ice all over the soccer field. It was nice though when you played. Yeah, it's, uh, you got to get out. It's the cabin fever right now is pretty, uh, pretty intense. You know, you got to get out. I had today, the, my kids were literally just going around in circles on the carpet. <laughs> you got to let them <laughs> out. When they, yeah. I know. Like, you got to let them out. I have to walk the dog sometimes. You, do. you don't have a dog. He has kids. Worse. I can lend you my dog. No, thank you. Okay. It's not a bad idea, though, to send us send a dog and send, send the kids to, to walk to walk Darren's dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can, my kids can walk your dog anytime. No problem. Okay, I'll come by. Zombie will like it. Yeah. Uh, but I really like uh, the... Um, I, I, I really like... It's, it's a general rule I have. The kids are running around in the house. I just, like, send them outdoors if they're... Uh, you know, they need to run around. Usually I'll go out with them. Okay. It's not a bad idea, though, to send us. Send hey, send turn us. down the, what's going on here? Yeah, oh, yeah. You can, my kids can walk your dog anytime. No problem. If they'll come by, zombie will like it. Who's doing this? <laughs> I was just testing out to see what's going on on, on, 
on uh on our, our technical director is uh it's getting too technical right now he's uh kibitzing around there our technical no director. i just wanted to see if there was any any action on uh on our there, live, do we have uh, live viewers YouTube. huh do we have any live viewers or is it just us uh good question let me check while you check um, so I mentioned the Rambam, right? He has these two different opinions. One of them is that this is all um, mystical, and the other is that this is a that this is like our version of sacrifice. Now the Ramban Nachmanides, um, who was weird, who was actually a more mystical guy, more into the mysticism part, while the Rambam was more into practical. He just blasts the Rambam. I was reading about it. Well, not in this one. I have a, I have a different one. Um, and he he just blasts the Rambam. Um, and he was uh, actually, it's the Eben Ezra also who says, who my favorite commentary on the Torah, he says that uh, that it was mystical. But anyway, the the, um, the Ramban he talks about, he, he like blasts the Ramban. He says, like, uh, there have been sacrifices, we've seen it with Noah, right? We see it before, plenty of sacrifices, Abraham, Abraham. So he says, now nah, that the that the carbon is a whole different thing. Carbonet is about, and it's kind of cool because when I was reading it, I was thinking like, like it's kind of like like Hasidus, you know, like you learn Hasidic philosophy. Dan, have you studied some Hasidic philosophy? Oh, every day. I knew it. I knew it. I could tell. You got the Hasidic. No, I was actually, I was actually, I don't want to sidetrack you, but I read something um, about the Kohen um, grabbing the bird with his bare hands, and it was pretty gruesome. Share, share. Is this the one with like the fingernail that was extra long? Sort of. Okay, wait a second. It's in um one second. It's in the uh, first Aliyah. Yeah. Uh Vesamach Oisoi. He shall split it with his bare hands. Oh he, he used a, he has he had a he had a fingernail that he kept really long. And uh, he would cut it with that finger. Was that mandatory? Did the Cohen have a long fingernail? Yep. Wow. Yeah, one second. That would bother me. I'll find it in a second. I know, having a really long fingernail, that, ah. That would really bother me. I just, I would want to cut that thing. <laughs> on, the, on the other hand, if you get an itch, anyone who needs an itch in the, in the Holy Temple, hey. On the, on the other hand, you'll have another nail that just as long. No, 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 they just had one. So you get like 12 Kohanim to like scratch you in the right spot if you, uh, <laughs> your nails are short. Guys, come here. Wait. Mosquito bite. It's, it's, uh. Elazar, I need it. I need it, please. That was more like, Elazar, uh, the Kohanim used to tell you when like you, um, when you had like Saras, you know? What's Saras? Um, they, they, tra they translated it as leprosy, but basically they would send you outside. They'd send you away, like, into seclusion and isolation, like, we're oh, all quarantine? Now. They'd send you into quarantine. So, like, um, like, people probably went over and were like, Elazar, hey, here's a $20. You know, I could really use, just tell my wife it's Saraz, you know? <laughs> I can use some, uh, <laughs> some alone time, you know, the kids. Yeah, so anyways, it's, uh, right before the second Aaliyah. And the Cohen, he grabs his bird and he does some really nasty stuff. Anyway, yeah, he, he cuts its pieces, its head, its fats. He arranges them on the woods. He washes the innards. Oh, so, I'm, so I'm getting to that. Actually, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's exactly what, what, what the Nachmanides, um, the Ramban, he, um, he talks about. He, he, he says that, um, that it was part of the, part of the tshuva, like the, the idea of a carbon is uh, repentance, right? Uh, someone did, we did something wrong, or in general, it's related more to repentance. So when, um, uh, and, and uh, this is, that's what I'm saying, it's very Hasidic style, because it talks about Machshavah Zibur thought, speech, and actions, which are all related to how someone sins, right? If someone's doing something against God, you're sinning, either with thought, you're thinking bad thoughts, I'm not talking right now, Dan. But I see, I see the way you're thinking. I'm, um, I'm, I'm studying Torah. I can't be uh, thinking. And right now, your speech and your action, right there. You lifted it. I saw, I saw what you did there. So all of these are um, the, the thought, speech, and action. So the same thing is how the carbon went. Followed that. It was like to purify 
the thought, speech, and action, and to show that your thought, speech, and action was kind of like to take that and change it over. So you have um, the thought is how the innards, the innards are like the inside organs, they would like burn them. Uh, and uh, the reason for that was to, to, to make you realize you would pay for this animal. This wasn't an animal that, that, that they had and they would slaughter for you. You had to actually pay for it out of your own pocket. So you would yeah. pay for it and then see its innards go on the, on the, on the, on the altar. And then you would, um, you would actually put your hands on top of the animal. And smicha, original smicha. Smicha now means becoming a rabbi. But like originally, it meant putting hands on an animal so it could get slaughtered. Which really kind of in a way, uh, if you're being a rabbi of a congregation, becoming one, it's kind of the same thing. Probably. Yeah, you, you speak but from experience. Who's putting their hands on you to get slaughtered? Yeah, you get smicha, but then you're, you're headed to the slaughterhouse, uh, you know, figuratively speaking. So you're basically saying that when you bring a, uh, a Corbin there, you'd be like right there witnessing it. Yeah, you had to put your hands on top of it and say some stuff. So, so I just want to get this straight. So this guy takes his hard-earned money. Mm -hmm. He goes and buys, I guess, this animal. Mm -hmm. And then he has to watch his money go down the drain. Uh, the blood goes down the drain. The rest yeah, of the animal gets burnt. The, the animal get burnt so he could feel in his heart, like, whoa, all my money and my hard-earned money is going down the drain. It's yeah. supposed to be like a humbling experience, I think. Well, the, the, the Ramban says not only is it humbling, there's even more to it. You're supposed to, technically, for a sin, any sin you do, you're going against God's will, right? The creator of the world. So if you're going against God's will, technically you should be executed. Done, right? You should be the animal there being burned. Exactly. Kind so of like, so one second, is, is it instead of you or is it supposed to inspire you to change? Both. 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 It's instead of you. You watch it and you think, oh, man, that should have been me. And then you're like, okay. I, aside from the fact that it's money out of my pocket, I don't want to be doing this regularly. At the same time, it's recognizing that. In a way, that's what that's what kaparas. People wave a chicken over their head and then watch it get slaughtered right in front of them. And when you say, when you're waving it over your head, it is around Yom Kippur, you're saying, this is my kapara. This is my kapara. This is my, uh, what's, how do you translate kapara? This is my, Your, um, my atonement. atonement. My substitute. Yeah. So that's what, that, that's what he says. And, and the proof is that karbon comes from the, the word, the, root, the same root as karov, getting close, getting close to God. You get close to God through, it was like a form of atonement, this uh, bringing a karbon. And, also, and I'm not saying it in a negative way. I wonder if Gentiles would have the same feeling when it comes to losing money. Like, it's, this is like the opposite of getting a good deal. The worst possible sin you could give a Jew. <laughs> like, can you imagine, like, I saved 90%. This is no. I just lost 100%. It's, it's, all, it's, all, all, up smoke. it's all up in oh, smoke. Can, can you imagine these parents who are saying to their kids, don't waste that food because that's money down the drain are taking animals and taking money down the drain for sins. And it's, it's very visual too, because like you can imagine going with your animal and you go to the temple and you're just, you have this creature that's living and breathing like one minute and the next it's like fried, fried animal smoke going up to a sham. You would and literally watch him slaughter it. Yeah, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's like from start to finish, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's a huge uh, transformation. You know? I think that it was also related as a response to the, to the golden calf, right? The golden calf was gold, all about the money. Here you go, you're taking your money, and you're tossing it in the garbage. And the calf, the, 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 the calf that they worshipped, that gold, that symbol, right? Here's a calf, bring an animal, an animal, similar thing, and watch it get slaughtered, and watch 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 it burn parts that are up that, that yeah. are edible. You know, give it straight to God. I think there's a there's an element of that. But didn't like the uh, the Kohanim also like get the meat or something like that? They did. That's another part of it where you we get to elevate. We get to elevate our sins. People, people I think that in in certain karbanos, if I'm not mistaken, Rabbi, so they it, you would eat a piece of it or part of it. 
was um, like Kishtauk or something like that. Yeah, it was there were certain like, parts of it, but but it, but most of the time it was for the Cohen. Most of the time it was for the Cohen. By a certain hour, and which is why I, I, from what I understand, the Kohanim were quite large. That's why they needed big pants. What do you mean they were like they were zaftig? Is that what you're saying? I they were uh, very zaftig. They were uh, basically this was just, just was just basically a very fancy barbecue uh, session. Yeah, it, it was. Um, but but uh, the the um, well, part of the neat thing of uh, like eating, you say a blessing before you eat, and you say a blessing after you eat. And I once heard um, the reason why you say a blessing after you eat as well as before is because after the food itself that you ate is saying the blessing. Like in other words, this rugula that I'm holding in my hand cannot say a blessing by itself. It cannot praise God, but by me eating it, I can make this inanimate object praise god which is why i just eat everything because i am filled with mitzvahs so i like that i like that i like that lift it to a higher level than it could uplift itself exactly so the same thing imagine this animal that represents the sin that you did right if i whatever sin i did if i stole something and now i'm watching this animal get slaughtered because of my sin now i watch the coin take a bite out of it make a blessing make a following blessing Raising up that uh, yeah, it's it's, it's bad to like, good. Uh, two times, two times getting elevated. Yeah. Well, double, yeah. Double elevation. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, I never thought about that. Also, the Kohanim says the blessing on the food. Yeah. Excellent. That's deep. There's. That there's... <laughs> You're making me very hungry. Mm. Mm. Hmm. This is delicious, guys. Where's it from? I was just gonna ask that question. We made a food reorder, so wait, wait a second. The, the Mazoinus Arabi can tell you that that's a Montreal coat. That's a Montreal kosher one. No, it doesn't look like that. That's from uh, Nussies. Nussies is correct. This is from <gasps> Nussies. The the Stoinis Rebbe, you don't know your thing. No, the Mazinus no, Rebbe hasn't been in uh, the Fuderi Nussis. Have you been there? Did not no. a paid for advertisement. No, it was. Uh, it's quite a delicious place, and um, they. Uh, I, I I had. I think this was probably the last rugula that we'll be eating in lunch. That possibly will. Let's not go back there. Is I have a very important question for you guys, and I'm sure you'll know the answer. Sure. Is Pesky's closed. We can't tell you. You're the one who should know the. You're the Mazinus Arebi. You should know. I that. know, but I. But but the, but the Mazinus Arebi gets anxiety with the thought of it being closed. Therefore, I don't think about it. I just wait to hear from other sources because if I were to call and have no answer, I could. So. Rabbi, uh, you're you're friends. You're actually good friends with uh, the owner of Pesky's. Uh, this is a. World-renowned bakery in Montreal, probably the best kosher bakery in the world. You're uh, the, the Washington. Seriously, the Washington Post tried to figure out how uh, try to try to imitate their um, their babka. Um, Rabbi, the mayor of Montreal announced that that they are putting um, millions of dollars into giving small businesses that are like the survival of the nation, such as Cheskis. They're giving those businesses grants or money to pair up with like car car delivery companies. So get on the phone, call Chesky, and have him know about this service. Dan, you're taking notes? I'm, I'm gonna check right now. See if it's, uh, should be open right now. Why don't we get Dan to do deliveries for him? The Mazoina Serebe will do deliveries for the Cheskis, not a paid for advertisement. The problem wants- with that is that like, a, like any real Rebbe, Real Rebbe, give out Shirayan. Every little bit you're going to get is going to be bitten into by Dan. Yeah, I'm going to, there's going to be a small tax. I'm going to have to have a... So last night... Or as Eric would say, I'd have to check for poison. Exactly. Last night I had this moment where I was feeling like I needed some cheskis. It says open. And so I go past the bakery and it's closed. But then I go around the back... I knock on the door three times. I like this story. (laughs) And the door opens like a charm. 
Open what, Sesame. What was the password? I can't tell you what the password was, but it opened. It's simple what it is. Standing, a man who uh, was with a beard and a kippah. Mr. Fesky. He asked me uh, in his uh, Yiddish, I would say more Yinglish, what I was looking for. Gave him the loot. He gave me the stuff. Like, like. The rest is history. Is that Liba's, for Liba's birthday cake? Yes. That's awesome. The rabbi's daughter had, a, had her celebrated her birthday today. Oh, today? Yeah. yeah. Oh, she was very worried that everyone forgot her birthday because she's not going to be in school. And usually in uh. school, they make a big birthday party. And she was very sad last night. So I went on the secret mission out of quarantine to find her a birthday cake. And they only had one birthday cake, and it was pink with white. And you it went, was chocolate. And it was closed. The- and I got the birthday cake for her. And she had a birthday That's cake. an awesome story. You went all the way to Utremont? That's like a half hour each way. Wow, you should have called me for this mission. Oh, this was a secret mission. No, come on. Don't ever do that again. Call Luba me the was so excited. Call me on this mission. I would have driven. I would have driven you. Home. Had the rabbi failed, he you know, he would have had to do what's it called? Hadakari or something? That's a, no that's, idea. A great, that's a great story. <laughs> she was so worried that she wasn't gonna have a birthday. Yeah, because to get like cakes now, it's like this is what this is what I'm saying. Cheskis is uh, like it's it's basics. Basics. What are kids going to say in like 20 years from now? Do you remember when we were in quarantine? Yes, that's what I was thinking. And 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 you got uh, Liba's cake. This is like going down in legend. I know. There's like legends are being created now. Legend, People are going to be yeah. talking about the things they do. By the way, if you have any kids, your descendants memories. Your descendants are going to be celebrating this day as Festi's Day for generations. The okay, day- wait, let's wait. Let's talk about Pesach. Okay. And all the news going on. And leap years and suspending it and all that stuff. Let's uh, that's, Noah. that's Noah. Yeah. My little chatterbox Noah. So, um, uh, Pesach and leap years and extending it. Um, I, you know what I heard? There's a petition for the Israeli government to make a leap year. Yeah. And that they can extend so that we can have the longest Pesach. That's what I'm talking about. This is it's already been Pesach. the longest Pesach, my friend. No, no, no. I my kids home. The Maoral's longest Pesach was, was a day. This would be literally pushing off Pesach a month. Well, but you gonna, might, it might not do any good. Yeah, it's not going to help. Like, well, what's the difference? Because in a month, in a month, we might be in the same situation. Yeah. So we have to have a triple leap year. Sure. Why not? You know what? Five hey. others means five Purims. I'm exactly. Down. When they said, "May every month be like Adar and every day like Purim," let's just do it literally. I like the sound of that, Rabbi. You have my vote as the next Chabad Rebbe. Okay. And this year, and this year it's, it's, gonna, it's not going to be let my people go. It's going to be let my kids out. Exactly. <laughs> no, I really, I really hope that we finally, you know when we, we're supposed to tell our kids the story that happens to us when we left Egypt? Well, this is going to be real. Like, imagine if the quarantine was over at Seder, we can tell our kids the story that happened to us when we all left quarantine, when we had freedom. We packed this dough on our shoulders, went out into the cold Montreal tundra, and the it's sun on our backs. You have an actual, uh, you have an actual, uh, what do you call it? somebody in the audience laughing? Marie's laughing in the background. And that we walked four miles, our kids to school with the oh, with the dough on our place. backs in the snow, barefoot. And we dropped them at school, and we said, "Let our kids go." Finally! It's out! I can't take this anymore. I love it. Depression. I know. Realistically, in order to think with a conspiracy from the teachers, just to get us to appreciate them. Well, to go further on this idea, uh, my wife, who is keeps kosher in the house um, and everything, but as far as the other 
practices not so much so her family is not religious and they're floating around the idea of doing a video seder and uh, with why some... not do it in advance why, like why not do it like a couple of hours before passover do a video yeah. seder and then like uh when passover comes do a seder just with the family that's not about it. seriously that's i'll not tell you why idea. i'll tell you do why the, I say early that. one early one before the hug comes in with like everyone because like uh last year um we we had we were here rabbi you were out right yeah i was out um, but so we decided to do i was our first seder in ages and we weren't at any anywhere so we just had like our family just us and we're so used to doing it with either family or community we and it, it's so cool to be able to do your own seder just you and your kids and like focus on them and we made games and we it, it was it's, I think it's the best Seder I ever had in my life. It was if you teach us how to do a Seder with just a family, I don't believe that my family has ever had a Seder just with the family. Did you? I think you did one year. No, we've always had guests. So this is the first one? I mean, if we don't have any guests. Do it just the family. I mean, I can't imagine just a family Seder. This would be crazy. This is the year for you to I do that. I think someone can do a, a tutorial for Chabad rabbis and Rebetzins on how to do a Seder with just a family. At this point, Chabad rabbis and Rebetzins should be doing tutorials for everyone on how to have kids go uh, on online school and kids in their houses 24 hours. Exactly. But, but, um, but Dan, really, I mean it. It was, so mean, it was the most meaningful Pesach. It was the most yeah. fun Pesach. So um, I, I'm saying at your home, do with your family before Pesach starts. That way you get a kosher Pesach anyway. You're not going yeah. online. Do with the whole family. Yeah, because I wouldn't have done I wouldn't have done the video. Mia, forget about it. I keep the Chag. Yeah, and, 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 but then you could be involved in all that. And then when, once the Chag starts, just shut it down. And cre and you create, you're going to create family, weird family traditions that are amazing. Yeah. Well, what it could be is maybe like a wine and cheese before the Seder. Mingling. Like that. Mingling. Not bad. Like a pre-party. Pre see, this is why Yisrael's my reb. He kind of reads my mind all the time. Back with the Mazon. It's like, where's that from? He's like one step ahead of me all the time. <laughs> sort of annoying. But anyways, that's why we're so close. We can do a Seder tailgate. <laughs> wow. That's the best idea I have ever heard. That is epic. <laughs> Where does he come up with these things? Oh man, that's genius. <laughs> For the future, when we all get back, open up the tailgate. You've got like matzah and uh, what do you call it? And uh, the little uh, coconut, the cookie things. Carosa, <laughs> the oh, macaroons. 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 Oh man, community. <laughs> so community tailgate party. That is epic. <laughs> do you know why you have to do a tailgate? Because no one's going to let you in the house because the whole house is ready for Seder. I know. No, it just sounds almost doable. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Uh, Does yeah. the tailgate come with your own chametz burning? It has to. It's outside. It's, like it's a grand chametz burnage. Hold on. Are you allowed to? Are you allowed to like over the fire like roast some? You know. Not marshmallows, but like some meat. A wiener roast. Like, like a sacrifice? Yeah. Salt it, you know. Burning of... So what's what's happening this year with that, for the burning of chametz? That's, We're all on our own. Everybody, I was just going to say, everyone on your own. Yeah. Got to do it in your backyard. Yep. Yep. My inner pyro is going to come out. Judaism is a very pyro religion. Like, there's fire every two days. Explain. Want to bring in Shabbos? Fire. Want to take out Shabbos? Fire. Hanukkah. Passover. Sacrifices. Like, God even says, like, I love fire. Everything. That, there's rich material there for you, Svi, for some, some really good stand-up things. Weddings. Svi juggling fire. That's true. That's that's a fair point. Yeah, it's a, it's a, if you if you're a pyromaniac, like you should. This, this is the religion for you if you're a pyromaniac. Exactly, like they shouldn't be a mikvah. You shouldn't dip in a mikvah. You should have to like burn a house down. You walk <laughs> in a fire, you come out, you're Jewish. 
Well, let me tell you something. Lugba Omer, Yerushalayim. Uh, Meron. Meron. No, uh, you like you near Malatafna, right? You said you're walking near. Oh yeah, oh yeah. First America, where I went. My first time there, a week or so before Lagba Omer, I see these kids couldn't be like four years old dragging giant pieces of lumber with their friends. You know, it's like where do these kids get this lumber from? Doors, like everything. And when you see the pile that they com- they put together for Lagba Omer and lit it on fire. It was literally like a, like a two, three story building on fire. And uh, in Canada or Montreal, something like that would have never- Where do you go? It Where happens you- every year in Tush. Never fly. It happens every year in Tush. Go Does to it? Tush this Lagba Omer. Like I'm yeah. literally like- They have a giant of- one, yeah. And we all know about those Israel ones because we read Kids Speak. You read Kids Speak? Every second story is about the kids who are gathering stuff. Am I right, Rabbi? Yes, absolutely. But I, I always wondered when I read those stories, how do they get wood in Jerusalem? That's my question. You got kids like Hannah dragging a door behind her. <laughs> it's like an old door from a dumpster. I'm not kidding. And they're, they're piling them up. They take the hinges off the doors. They don't even bother to take the hinges out. off. Like, we need it for our log Omer fire. You don't mess with Israeli kids. Don't mess with Israelis. Uh, and the what heat, is, let me tell you. Uh, these uh, are like the future uh, Mossad. Rochala, where's the, where's the door? <laughs> what do you mean, where's the door? It's in the front. took it. <laughs> Rochi, we're missing our beds. <laughs> the, the heat, though, was, no joking, the heat was, I've never felt anything like it. Very intense. Well, that, that, that's, that's Israelis for you. Yeah. Hardcore, seriously a hardcore. A lot of heat. Yeah. Do we, uh, we're, we can't do anything like, uh, even remotely, like in a park or something like that, like a nice bonfire for Lugboma. We have that little metal thing you guys had, right? I don't think you're allowed in Montreal. We could go like outside of the city. We should step up our Lugboma. We should. Step it up. We need the Mizona Cerebra to take care of it for us. Fireworks. Fireworks. You, once you go outside of Montreal, you can you can you can lay some real fireworks. Well, you know what? You got me thinking now, guys. Because after this whole episode thing we're going through, we should step up our Hagim. I love how he's like, it's that which shall not be named. Yeah, no, all of exactly all of our Hagim after this, when we can get back together, we're gonna we're gonna well, let me get the thumb though. We're gonna step it up the Hagim. Well, I think that that's maybe part of this whole thing is that we sometimes lose appreciation for some of the great things in our lives. Exactly. I mean, this Shabbos, being home with the family was very beautiful. We had our own, our own synagogue in the house and the kids were all singing and, and praying. We did but, the same thing. It was gorgeous. We, we designated a room as a synagogue. Yeah, we also did. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. We, had, we had, we literally- we And put, I went outside and I, I saw this guy walking by. I was like, are you Jewish? I was like, what do you need? I was like, well, we have, we have nine. I have nine kids and I need it, you know, come on in, come on in. No, no, I no didn't. way. No, no, no. no. <laughs> get a Shabbos guy. Weird this, 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 uh, this week. No, we actually had like all the, all the books on a shelf and we had a little mini Torah and we did like, instead of reading the Torah, we did a Torah play. So we acted out the, the Torah portion. That's awesome. It was really fun. It was actually hilarious. And um, it was really nice, but I think this hold on, one... hold on. This is like the most boring Torah portion last Shabbos. How did you act out? Please share that. Please demonstrate acting out of the building of the Mishkan. Okay, so we had this room. Hold on, hold on. I need to get my Mizoinus. Mm, go so ahead. Basically, it was, it was uh, the two main characters were Batsalo and Moses. Batsalo. And they are having this like kind of conversation about the building of the Mishkan. And Wait, that's, that's in Vayikra, Batsalo? No, that was, no, that no was, this is last week. Last week, sorry, last week. Hey, yeah. no interrupting my show. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun, actually. Give somehow, us some dialogue. Somehow, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a dialogue in a second, but somehow in the middle of the dialogue, a minion showed up. You had a minion there, Shabbos? Yes, a little yellow minion. Oh, that kind of minion. Oh. Yeah, the kids brought it in and they're like, they're like, okay, the minion's here. We can take out the Torah now. There's your minion. 
That's very cute. Yeah, it was very cute. But all that you said, know, they're not kosher animals. Like it's inappropriate for a rabbi to have not kosher animals in his house. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So, the, the all that said, this is the first week on this show in a long time, and it just got me really appreciating shul and the power of it. And hundred percent. And yeah, it was like you know. It's one thing if you choose not to go to shul, but when you can't go to shul, you're like, don't tell me yeah. what, I'm, like, what I'm not going to do or what I'm going to do. No, no, no. The, the, around the world, when, when we're able to go back to shul now, the achdus, I think the ah. feeling the, the the feeling's going to be intense. Absolutely. So, um, <clears throat> dialogue? Oh, that was the quickest pee I ever, wow. That's <laughs> impressive. <laughs> Oh, he's doing the dialogue. He's doing the dialogue. <laughs> How about some dialogue for this week? Dialogue for this week? Dialogue for this week is basically, hey, bring the cow. <laughs> Put your hands on this cow. Now confess. Confess your sins. Did you see that the, the, the Pope announced that Christians who do confession they now have a direct connection to God. They don't need to do confession anymore. And you're like, have you checked out Judaism? Exactly. I was like, <laughs> man. Yeah. So, um, by so, the way, oh yeah, go. So like, so so like Moses is now, now like Moses makes his whole statement. This is what we were doing, and like, and now anyone whose heart so moves them shall bring gifts to God, the building of the Mishkan, and the Aron. So like this guy, one of the kids comes running in and says, I've got some paintbrushes. And the other one's like, you can have my stapler. So Moses is like, actually, I was thinking more along the lines of, you know, wood, gold, silver, goat's hair, ramskin, oil, spices. And the kids are like shaking their heads like, we don't got any of that. How about some crayons? Yeah, exactly. Shabbos? On Shabbos? On Shabbos. What are you talking about? On Shabbos? As long as you don't draw with it, you're okay. Exactly. It's a prop. Yeah. I mean, I can do right, it. That's good stuff, Rabbi. That's really good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So no, they're they're going to do that every week. Every week, we're going to do it. Yeah. They're going to have, like, they're gonna have like rehearsals, and if you don't make the cut, the kids... Well, actually, now we're going to... You're not good enough. You can't be in our play. So and uh, you're going to have to stop them before the week of Tazria. Just give you the heads up. We, it's true. For Tazria. Mommy and Daddy School. And so one of the things that we have is twice a week, um, we have Parsha in, in the school. And so they're going to get to rehearse their, plan their plays. And that way, whoever gets the, whoever does the best play uh, will get a prize. That's at your house? Yeah, we have our, we have our, we opened our own school for our kids. That's what do you call your school? I can't tell you what we call our school, but I remember one time during like the, the hippie sixties uh, or maybe the seventies, like with women's lib and all of that, somebody came to Rabbi Manus Friedman and uh, you know, he was like all upset about the fact that, that she, the woman was all upset about the fact that he has so many kids. So he's like, well, what does your wife do? She's some housewife. He's like, no, actually uh, my wife runs a home for unwanted children. So she's like, oh, that's amazing. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's like my own. So. Sorry, my mouth is, I just read a crazy headline on Times of Israel. What does it say? You just missed a great story, Dan. I know, read the room. I was not, re I was not reading the room. I'm sorry. That was one of the rules of podcasting. Read the room. Read the room. Read the room. So tell us what's the headline on Times of Israel. What's the headline? It's going to, it's, it's pretty uh, insane. Harvey Weinstein reportedly diagnosed with coronavirus in prison. Hmm. Well, you know, I have a thought. Like, are there any shoals that he, like, donated? Could you imagine a show like the Harvey Weinstein Chabad House or something? Like, has to now change its name. Yeah, that, that would not be good. Yeah. Anyway, that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of a crappy story, eh? That's like you, you, you just brought down the whole double double uh, downer over there. Harvey Weinstein and coronavirus. Yeah, sorry about that. I kind of killed the vibe. They're both yeah. that which should not be named. 
Yeah. That, by the way, that's that's another thing. Whole, the whole Harvey Weinstein, right? The thing is related to the ego. That's another thing related to Carbono. I wanted to go to the the Rebbe talks about that. Harvey Weinstein? Huh? No, he had a big ego. He should have gave, given some sacrifices. Ego yeah, sacrifices got out. Huh? Ego stands for edging got out. Does it really? No, that's not why they created the word. It's just what it happened. It also no, it's a Greek word. It's a Greek word, ego. Yeah, it stands for evil Greek omelets. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the, um, no, but, but uh, it was also about related to the ego, bringing the carbon. It's also like spiritually, it's uh, <clears throat> your animal soul, your animal desires, right? There's an, each one of us has an animal soul and a godly soul. Hey, Dan, you got to read the room. Read the room. Read the room. Read the there's room. There's an animal soul. There's a godly soul. Your animal soul wants to check out times of Israel. You got to sacrifice it. Busted. So we're sacrificing an animal. Busted. I know. I know. Um, so you sacrifice an animal. It was sacrificing the inner animal, the, ana the, the side of you that, that is an animal. We need the, animal, the animalistic soul to survive. We need the animalistic soul to have children. You need the animalistic soul to eat to right these things your godly soul has no interest in that you need it but it needs to be connected which yes. by the way is why um there were two two ingredients that weren't allowed in any sacrifices uh honey and chametz and chametz yeah no leaven why why no why oh, no honey the, the the temple was always kosher for passover it was always kosher for passover that's where my mom got it from <laughs> your home is your temple. Why no honey? I was like on Hanukkah. She was like, you can't put it in. You can't eat the hummus in the living room. Go to the sukkah. It's still up. No, but Svi, why no honey in the uh, the offerings? Because honey and um, uh, they, they, they were and hummus were, were things that that by themselves you don't eat. We're talking raw hummus, raw leaven. You know, you don't eat it by itself. Honey, you can't like drink honey by itself. You need something else with it, right? It's, it's and and it doesn't. It's not like salt that it enhances something else. Salt um, enhances honey. Like, Wait, you, have you ever had honey barbecue wings? Okay, that's true. But it's it's. That's I don't like wings. Fair argument. Fair argument. I don't like any garlic. Honey. Garlic. But anyway, the point is that honey and garlic on Passover. What? No, what? Nothing. What was that? I said no garlic on Passover. That's not possible. Why? You just reminded me. I wanted to get a grill for Passover. Now I can't. Oh, I could order on Amazon. This podcast is so all over the place. It's unbelievable. <laughs> the ADD podcast. The Jewish ADD podcast. No, but I'm actually... I've never heard that there's no honey in the, uh, the carbonos. carbonos. No honey and no chametz. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We weren't allowed to put honey or chametz. Uh, because you're not, you're, it was about feeding the godly soul, not the animal soul. Those represented more the animal side of things. So chametz represents the animal. Yeah, we all have an animal inside of us. We're all, we're all, you know, just like an animal needs to survive, just like an animal needs to reproduce, uh, have children, just like an animal needs to eat. So too we, we also, but we also have a godly soul, soul in us and that godly soul is what, um, you know. One has to work for the other. Yeah, the, the animal soul, the a godly soul alone is okay. We'll, right. we'll die, but it's okay. The animal soul alone is what leads to bad things. Leads right, to, uh, it has to be in balance. Yeah, you got, you, that's, and that's well said. It does need a balance. Excellent. That's why you say a bracha when you eat, and yeah. Why do you say bracha when you eat? That's right, a mitzvah to to have marital relations. Why do you say a bracha when you eat? It's uh, it's elevating the food. It's combining the two. You're eating. You're you're feeding. You're you're feeding both souls. How are we doing time wise? I have no idea. Well, I'm, uh, it's getting a little late now. And I ran out of things. I never thought I'd run out of things to say with you guys. Is it, is it past your bedtime? It's only, it's not past my bedtime. It's, uh, I actually fell asleep while putting my little uh, Ezra to bed. 
How could you tell if anybody's we're at, a, we're at a, a, an hour and five minutes? There you go. That's perfect. Um, I should bring the music. I should get it ready. Yeah, you should definitely get the music ready because we've got to end up. You're the always into the one hour mark. You're very mock pit. What kind of music is that? Reggae. If you like this podcast, share it. This is just too good of a song. I'm going to let it run for a bit. Are there any people watching this live? I can't tell you that. But what I will tell you is that people didn't believe that he actually literally puts his phone to the podcast and then he manually puts the volume up and manually puts the volume down. All right. That's it for me, you guys. Have a wonderful Shabbat, and uh, let's hope we are all celebrating together this Passover. Next year, we're doing a tailgate after party of Pesach. Next, next year in freedom. Tailgate party. Be there. The freedom tailgate party. Hey, bye. Barbecue. Everything. Peace out. Wait, just got to finish with this. This podcast is produced by Rabbi Tzvi Hershkowitz, Rabbi Yisrael Bernath, and Dan Ben-Simon in conjunction with Roar Chabad NDG. To donate, go to www.jewishndg.com slash donate. Thank you for your support. Great, great ad.